Good afternoon and welcome to the Monday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from Canada's Agriculture Minister, Marie-Claude Vibo, who was in Germany last week for a meeting of the G7 Agriculture Ministers. And up first in today's country comment, Vikram Bisht with Manitoba Agriculture will stop by to talk about potato planting. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Potato planting is underway in some parts of the province. I caught up with Vikram Bisht with Manitoba Agriculture on Friday. So far, we know that uh, the ground has been pretty wet uh, almost all over Manitoba. But there have been a few fields which uh, are either very uh, sandy and well-drained, or there are other places where the drainage uh, is pretty good. And growers have been able to go and plant uh, into those. So uh, Shiloh, Carberry, which is normally uh, good, sandy, and well-drained, have been able to uh, plant a few acres. There were some plantings done in uh, the central Melbourne area. And then, you know, close to that region, you would have some planting done in Winkler also. So as far as I have been able to gather, it could be about 5,000 acres now uh, compared to 4,000 uh, last week uh, because we have had quite a bit of uh, rainfall or rain events. Even though the amount is not very high, it is still uh, more rain on a full cup. That is what I would say. Roughly uh, 5 to 7% of the planting has been done. On an average year, what's, what would that number normally be? On a normal year, uh, 50% to 60% of the planting would be done by mid-May. Any concern with the, with the delay? or uh, There would be certain varieties which uh, may not have enough time, uh, but... Uh, uh, we have been surprised with good weather towards the end, and so uh, we probably need to cross our fingers. With fewer days uh, left, uh, it it could be a tight uh, situation towards the harvest time. With all this moisture here, you know, is that is that a good thing for potatoes? I guess you know it might reduce some irrigation later in the season, or the moisture in the soil profile is pretty good, actually. Uh, the deeper soil profile uh, numbers are very, very nice. Uh, but it is the top uh, 5 to 10, 20 centimeters, which is really soaked in many places. So that is the point of concern. If potatoes or any other crop is planted into soils which are wet for a long time uh, and they don't have seed treatment, uh, it is going to be a lot of uh, emergent issues. So... Uh, that uh, said, you know, a lot of uh, crops have seed treatment in them, and so that is probably going to be one of the best investments uh, this year. With uh, the potatoes that were stored, I guess, over the winter, everything looking good there? You know, any, any issues? or The seed quality has been uh, fairly good, uh, except maybe one or two lots. Uh, some of the lots have come from outside the province, uh, but uh, in general, uh, Manitoba seed uh, has been very good. Growers are happy. 
And, uh, you know, it is uh, not just the seed quality, but also where you put that uh, would be making a big difference this year. The temperature of the soils are very similar to around this time of the year, last year, uh, which is uh, about 10 to 12 degrees Celsius, so it is not too bad. That was Vikram Bisht with Manitoba Agriculture talking about potato planting. I caught up with Vikram on Friday. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon. I'm Corey Canute. G7 agriculture ministers met in Germany last week. Canada's ag minister, Marie-Claude Bibo addressed Russia's invasion of Ukraine. To help reduce price volatility and fight global hunger, I announced Canada's will double its funding to the Agricultural Market Information System, AMIS, of the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization, the FAO. This investment will give countries new information about fertilizers, seeds, and other inputs to more effectively navigate global agricultural markets in times of crisis. Germany and the United States have also officially followed suit, and other countries are preparing to do so. And potato planting is underway in Manitoba. Vikram Bisht is with Manitoba Agriculture. There have been a few fields which are either very uh, sandy and well-drained, or there are other places where the drainage uh, is pretty good. And growers have been able to go and plant uh, into those. Shiloh, Carberry, which is normally uh, good, sandy, and well-drained, have been able to uh, plant a few acres. There were some plantings done in uh, the central Melbourne area, and then close to that region, you would have some planting done in Winkler also. As of Friday, Bish says about 5,000 potato acres have been planted, which amounts to roughly 5 to 7% of total acres. On an average year, about 50 to 60% of the crop would be in the ground by mid-May. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Monday, May 16th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Canada's Agriculture Minister, Marie-Claude Beeble. G7 Agriculture Ministers met in Germany last week. Marie-Claude Beeble, Canada's Agriculture Minister, addressed the media over the weekend. One thing is clear from my meetings over the last few days, the G7 countries and agriculture ministers are more than united, are more united than ever. Everybody understands what's at stake for our future. Whether it is collaboration around strengthening global food security, supporting Ukraine, taking action on climate change, or maintaining open trade, Canada is committed to stepping up to do its part. During the meeting with my counterparts, we heard from the Ukrainian Minister of Agriculture. Since our last G7 meeting in March, the situation in Ukraine has worsened considerably, putting global food security at a greater risk than ever. G7 ministers remain united in our condemnation of Russia's illegal and unjustifiable invasion of Ukraine. We discussed ways our countries can support Ukraine as it struggles to move the grain that is left in storage from last harvest. With one of the world's leading grain producers under attack, the world is looking to major producers like Canada to step up. To help reduce price volatility and fight global hunger, I announced Canada's will double its funding to the Agricultural Market Information System, AMIS, 
of the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization, the FAO. This investment will give countries new information about fertilizers, seeds, and other inputs to more effectively navigate global agricultural markets in times of crisis. Germany and the United States have also officially followed suit and other countries are preparing to do so. While responding to the invasion of Ukraine, G7 ministers also stressed that we must continue to work towards sustainable and resilient agriculture and food systems globally. The world must produce more food in a manner that is sustainable environmentally, economically, and socially. Resilient food systems are essential to ensuring global food security and nutrition. Focusing on the need to increase productivity and leveraging innovative ideas to support farmers will be key to achieving this goal. As we all know, the Russian illegal invasion of Ukraine has brought significant disruptions to global trade. G7 ministers agreed on the need for open and predictable trade, which is essential to make nutritious food more affordable and available. Canada will continue to work with global partners to ensure trade is open, reliable, and focused on science-based regulatory approaches that are critical to reaching sustainable food systems. The G7 meetings provided an important opportunity for Canada to highlight our ability to support global demand and help food security, which is rapidly decreasing as a result of Russia's invasion. Collaboration is a powerful tool. And when used properly, it can serve as a way to maximize opportunities for Canada that help us to continue to protect the environment while increasing the competitiveness of agricultural businesses and our economy. We will continue to work closely with our G7 partners to address the global challenges that the agricultural sector faces today by taking concrete action. That was Canada's Agriculture Minister, Marie-Claude Beeble, speaking to the media over the weekend. G7 Agriculture Ministers met in Germany last week. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada has established an e-commerce resource hub where Canadian agri-food companies can access resources to take advantage of global opportunities to sell products online. The sessions conclude June 6th. Each week covers a different topic. You can register on the Manitoba Agriculture website. And Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is putting on a fence and water solutions workshop June 1st. The cost is $30 and you can register on the MFGA website. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Monday afternoon. With the delay in seeding, farmers may be considering switching corn acres over to sunflowers. Jody Locke is senior originator with Schooler. Well, sunflowers have a shorter growing season. They're um, a good option for farmers who are at this point looking to switch anything over just because of the the amount of water that we have. Sunflowers, because they have a shorter growing season, um, you know, they're a good option. It's a 90-day to 100-day growing season as compared to 120 for corn. So, it is a little bit, you know, it's, it's significantly short, shorter for uh, for that purpose. And it's a good crop to replace if you're looking for something to change just because of the timing with the, the moisture that we have already. Farmers are looking to see if there's different options for them. And sunflowers is definitely a good good choice. When do we normally see sunflowers get, uh, get seeded? Usually they're in the ground by May long weekend. 
you could plant them as late as the beginning of June, and you would still uh, you'd still get a, a good crop from them. And Jody, uh, talk a little bit about, I guess, the difference between confection and and oil, and maybe you know some things to consider there. Traditionally, confectionary sunflowers have a higher value, a higher return on investment. They're a little pickier to grow, but they are a good crop for Manitoba. Um, black oils, traditionally, they go to a bird food market, so there's a little bit less of a, a premium paid for them. So if farmers are trying to decide, um, you know, depending on reasoning and, and what they are looking to achieve, uh, confectionary sunflowers have been a, a good option for Manitoba. Black oil sunflowers um, are also a good option. There are, right now, what we're seeing is there's a, a shorting supply on black oil sunflower planting seed compared to confectionary. So that could become an issue for farmers as well. Sunflower pricing, what's that been like? Well, it's been traditionally, I mean, if you compare it to two years, three years, four years ago, uh, sunflowers are quite high right now, as you know, most commodities are. So... The return you're getting on your sunflowers right now are, is very good. It's um, certainly, I would say, it's a, um, it's competitive to any other crop out there right now. For farmers, you know, looking to maybe make that switch, um, talk about how a Schooler can help there. Well, Schooler's been buying grain from farmers for over 30 years, and, you know, we offer competitive pricing. We have a, a full Act of God contract for farmers, and we will work with farmers to, um, regardless of the crop that they get, because with confectionary sunflowers, there's a few different markets that you can um, go to with confectionary sunflowers, and Schooler will work with all the growers to make sure that we can market your sunflowers and that we can take all of the sunflowers that you grow, regardless of what, how they grade, and do something with them and give you a fair price for them. You know, I think sunflowers are a great crop for Manitoba farmers this year. And if you have any questions, they can call Schooler. They can call me directly and, um, you know, or contact their local seed, their new seed uh, dealer. And there's lots of seed out there. So I think it's a great opportunity for some growers this year. That was Jody Locke, Senior Originator with Schooler, talking about the possibility of switching corn acres over to sunflowers. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. As of Friday, roughly 5-7% to of potato acres have been planted in Manitoba. Most of those are in the Shiloh-Carberry area. Vikram Bisht with Manitoba Agriculture talked about what we see on an average year. 50% to 60% of the planting would be done by mid-May. There would be certain varieties which uh, may not have enough time. We have been surprised with good weather towards the end, and so uh, we probably need to cross our fingers. With fewer days uh, left, it could be a tight uh, situation towards the harvest time. Beer says potato planting has also started in the central region. And Canada's Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo was in Germany last week meeting with other G7 agriculture ministers. She announced that Canada will be doubling its funding to the Agricultural Market Information System of the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization. While responding to the invasion of Ukraine, G7 ministers also stressed that we must continue to work towards sustainable and resilient agriculture and food systems globally. The world must produce more food in a manner that is sustainable environmentally, economically, and socially. Resilient food systems are essential to ensuring global food security and nutrition. 
focusing on the need to increase productivity and leveraging innovative ideas to support farmers will be key to achieving this goal. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll hear from the Executive Director of the Manitoba Foraging Grassland Association. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.